A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Well, hello you. Welcome to the Match Ball Podcast from Muslot the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Here with me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Uh, this is the edition for post Millwall, the 2 1 defeat at the New Den. Uh, let's start off then with a two word quiz. I'm going to say two words to you now, boys, and I'd like you to say your immediate reaction, also a two word response, if possible. Is that all right? Michael, I'm going to say James Linnington. Poor referee. It's very kind, isn't it? Moscow White. Baradi Kill. Okay. What's your secondary reaction to the words, James Linnington? He's a. He's <laughs> a useless. <laughs> Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard. We weren't playing brilliantly to that point, but it's so hard to talk about. Ten minutes. I was going to say it's so hard to talk about anything that went before, really, given it was so early in the game and such a drastic um, mistake by his. his, Not not just a a one part mistake? mistake. A mistake implies it was honest. Well, yes. There are probably some things we should clear up as well around this uh, before we kind of delve into it about the red card and the reason why he's given it and whether he was right or wrong. Because he's a knobhead. He was wrong. Well, there, sorted. Before we get on to whether... He was wrong. I'll tell you why he was wrong. Because he didn't fucking touch him. (laughs) So that's why he was wrong. Before we get into whether it was a red card or not, spoiler alert, it wasn't. (laughs) However, the reason why he got a red card uh, in the eyes of the referee, not saying this is correct, the double jeopardy rule was cited quite a lot about the fact that if it's a a foul that leads to a penalty... um, you don't send the player because they don't want to punish you three times with the suspension, the red card and the penalty. Um, however... We shouldn't have been punished once. It's only in the instance of an accidental foul. So if the player's going for the ball but brings the person down instead, that's why uh, you only get a yellow under those circumstances. So that's just, just to clear that up. What if it's not a foul? What happens then? So, uh, Michael, was it a red card? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was not. It was because, as we've discussed, he didn't fucking touch him. Should we go over to Millwall caretaker manager Adam Barrett? I thought it was a penalty, first of all, by letter of the law, that is what it is. The ref has given it, and you get on with it. I don't know how he talks, never heard of him. I don't even know who he is. Where's Neil Harris? Chirping by a riverbank somewhere. Didn't have the courage to face us this afternoon. No, Mm. but he got the result he wanted, little prick. Moscow, was that a penalty? No, of course (laughs) it fucking wasn't. I mean... Even even Bielsa, who never criticises the referee, has said uh, he's gone as far as saying people can watch on television and judge for themselves. And then when somebody's asked if Barada gets too many red cards, he said uh, we should analyse if those red cards were fair or unfair, which uh, is Bielsa for that referee was a cheating bastard. Mm. It was a very, very poor performance from the referee. If that's it? a penalty, why wasn't the one on Harrison a penalty? Because he plays for Leeds. 
The one on Harrison, I mean, I thought it would have, generally speaking, looked a little bit weak. I think because you, you, you want to get the one camera angle, you can't tell how much contact there's been. It looked like there was a bit. In the context of the penalty they were given, it's definitely a penalty. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? When the referee starts giving red cards and penalties for that... You've then made a rod for your own back. The worst one the referee didn't give was in about the last 10 minutes. Their player was running into the box. Harrison was chasing him, didn't foul him. And the Millwall player just laid down and grabbed the ball with his hands. Yeah. Which is a penalty, again, because he's not being fouled and he's just taken the easy gone referee. I'm having a free kick here. Luke Ayling does it, but not generally in the box. He doesn't catch the ball. He never. He doesn't only put his hands on the ball. He just makes sure it's uh, he's been physically fouled. I don't know if you noticed when that happened. There was a half second, I think, when the player thought, "Oh shit, what have I just done?" And when he realised where he was, there was a bit where he, the camera cut to the referee who was had his finger in his ear, like yeah, is he cheering him on. I think it was the it was there was a substitution <laughs> going on. Unfortunately, for a minute, I thought maybe the linesman was saying, "Sort your life out, you useless should prick." Do you not give a penalty for that? Given he didn't foul him, and but the referees went, "Oh, oh yeah." He also bottled sending one of their players off for um, the challenge on Phillips after yeah. he'd already been booked, which, again, he would have probably booked anyone else on the pitch for that, but he just went, ooh. Shall we go through uh, sure. Linnington's record against Leeds? I started looking this up. Um, against Leeds, he has sent off Byram, Belushki, Bridcut, and now Berardi. The one game when he sent a player off for our opponent was called, he was called Wilson, but he played for Bristol City. There's something about Leeds and the Bees, so I was expecting... Uh, Bielsa to get one. Bamford had already gone off by the time I uh, I worked this out. But yeah, I wonder if he's just playing a little game. I mean, it's fair to say that Belushi's was deserved. I can't remember it. I don't know which game it was in. But that, I mean, that one. It was the Watford one. Him and Byron went in the same match. Oh. You remember that? That was him long ago, long ago. Can we take anything out of that game? Loads. We were brilliant. Millwall can fuck off. But we weren't brilliant from the start, were we? We, we looked a little bit shaky at the start. Yeah, but it's Millwall away. I mean, the thing, as I was, as the full-time whistle blow, I thought to myself, that's really disappointing. But then also, wouldn't it have been weird if we'd won? Because we don't win at the Den. We never do. There's some, we can we could change everything. We could go there with... I, I'll be honest, I'd have settled for a point. It is fair to say that we could have kept 11 men on the pitch and still lost this game because yeah. it's Millwall. And it's that's... just what happens. Yeah. Neil Harris put some kind of weird kind of watery vex on the whole thing by resigning on the eve of it and he'll probably take the job back next week it'll all have been something to get the players up for that match it was kind of strange in the build up having no Harris and no Morrison on the scene I was not really as asked about it as normal because generally I want to see those two suffer um, but even put, uh, they, like say the new man the guy who's in charge today not a clue is I'd walk past him in the street I've, I've never heard of him before even put Matthew Smith on the bench I um, mean can, Harris can, did get his uh, Harris did have his tactical plan in the earlier in the week he said he'd, uh, he sets the team up not to get beaten and try to get a foothold so we're able to counter. And uh, he was looking forward to uh, to doing that against Leeds. We will set up at the weekend to be hard to beat and try to use the ball well. That is my tactics. Mm. And then he, got, he uh, resigned straight afterwards. Um, I, I want to go back to the start of the game, though. And does our good second half performance mask that early deficiency? Because that game looked like it was already getting away with uh, getting away from us. Sorry. No, it looked like every other game we play. We're always a little bit weird in the first fifteen minutes, while we just work out what's happening. We don't go hell for leather at teams until um, I think we we look at what they're doing. I've noticed this a few times this season. At the start of a match, we're a little bit there's not, not much going forward. And then about 15 minutes, I think we were right, we know what they're doing now. It's fits. This is the instructions we had. And then we go for it for the rest of the half. So it didn't really bother me at all. It was just normal lead seeing the way into a game. You've got to see 
what Millwall are going to do. And I think there was some, you've got as well, the new manager thing. I don't know, we've never heard of Adam Barrett. I don't know if Bielsa managed to track down his entire life story in the two days before the match. But then there was a surprise with Smith not starting up front. So it's just that usual caution of like, what are these twats going to do? And then if Berardi hadn't been sent off, he was sent off in the 13th minute, then we... uh, then we're like, right, now we know what they do and we go for it. And to an extent, we did that anyway, where we were like, right, we know what the game is now. I need to ask you about Berardi uh, because he's coming for some pelters over that. There's a mixture on on Twitter of people saying, because that's his eighth and records uh, breaking uh, red card for Leeds, that his eighth one of his Leeds career, most sent off player in our history. He got caught in that build up to that. Do we need to apportion some of the blame to Berardi? If, if they score the goal from it, because he's he is caught out of position, he kind of gets on the wrong side of him, and the Millwall player has a chance to shoot a goal. He instead chooses to throw himself on the floor and get a penalty and get Berardi sent off. If he scores from that, then it's Berardi's fault for the goal. You can't really blame Berardi for the red card because he doesn't touch him. No. And if you look at uh, Millwall's second goal, where the player got ahead of uh, Luke Ayling, I think that's down to Luke Ayling not being a very good centre-back. He's a, we ended up with a... A right back playing in the middle. That's what Barati is. Well, exactly. So it's kind of it's it's two mistakes from two right backs playing centre back. So why didn't we buy some more centre backs? Is that what you're saying? It's an option, but also it's just it's a it's a thing that that has happened. That I think the two incidents getting caught out of position and being uh, beaten to the ball by a, a Millwall player is I think it's a lot of it's down to players being out of position and the 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 thing with the team today. One of the reasons why I'm not too worried about that defeat as such is because we are missing. Um, Liam Cooper is the captain. Adam Forshaw, Bielsa says he's our best player. Pablo Hernandez, we think, is our best player. Um, Jamie Shackleton is cover for either of those two. Exactly. So we're four very significant players ruled out. And then within 15 minutes, one of our replacements is sent off for absolutely no reason whatsoever. So there's a lot of... Uh, forces working against us where we ended up with I mean all over the place Do we include the likes of Jack Harrison and Helder Costa in those forces that are working against us because we got a li- very little out of them today Harrison was decent again in terms of his work rate I think his positioning was good I particularly like the bit where he, he ran his bollocks off and kept it in play for them <laughs> Yeah, he sort of did good. like a back heel into play and it just set them up for a cross he, Do you think he needs a, a bit of time out of this side now? The problem, the problem is who do we bring in because Jack Clark has looked disinterested and frankly shit when, also, when I've seen him Harrison got the assist he did what so did he? Did yeah he? he crossed it for Alaska didn't he Christ I can't believe that <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a very good low cross to the back post where Alioski was there and there were a couple of other crosses that I thought were were decent Costa it's um, it's telling well I don't know if it's telling but Bielsa has, uh, um, has said he wished he'd brought Douglas on sooner so I think he was thinking another one of his uh, Tyler Roberts style, you straight off, but that could have been a, it could mean as a reaction to the red card that you wish he'd reshuffled with uh, with Douglas. But it, yeah, to half time, Harrison was, yeah, frustrating. He did get the, the assist, but he was... Um, you said I didn't even realise that. Does that maybe indicate something about my thinking? That you, you're prejudiced against him. No, because he was as frustrating as he always is, where he, there's some good, there's some bad, there's some hard work making a chance for them, there's some crosses that are ridiculous. But... Um, what did Costa do? Nothing. Exactly. So £15 kinda, million pounds worth of nothing uh, so far. At least uh, Harrison was actually active in the match. Mm. It, it's a match that Costa just didn't get into, whereas you contrast that with West Brom when he was decent, I thought, against West Brom. Positive contribution, but 
It's very hit and miss. We did sign him to be like a, a replacement for Hernandez and, you know, Hernandez never, never turned up at Millwall away. It's not his match. So he's sort of fitting into his boots and it, it fits in with Charlton as well that just um, away to a Shells London team, we're not going to get anything out of uh, Helder Costa. So he's filling in for Hernandez admirably in that respect. Well, returning to a question I said earlier then about reading much into this game, can we read too much into the, the bad performances? Because, I mean, let's not forget, we went 2-0 down on the stroke of half-time as well. I mean, the worry is that the second half was actually the same pattern as every other game this season. We did score, but obviously one wasn't enough. But we didn't We, didn't well, we, we create... controlled it, didn't we? But we didn't really con- yeah, contribute any, I mean, exactly. create anything in terms of chances, sorry. Their keeper made, didn't make any saves, as I, that I can remember. We didn't have any other particularly great chances. The, the Alioski one, he, he was a tap-in, more or less. But it feels like unless we create that goal, which we have scored several times this year, where a fullback or, a, or Nketiah just taps it in at the, at the far post into an empty net, we don't score. And we still didn't threaten a great deal. I thought it was interesting the first 10 or 15 minutes, actually, well, when did Berardi get sent off? About 13, something like that. But with Dallas playing in centre midfield, he had a couple of shots from range. And I did wonder if that was a, a reason Bielsa might have put him there as well, because he's someone who will actually has a bit of a an attacking instinct there and who isn't afraid to shoot because we're not going to create chances or anything else just having someone who's willing to have a pop from there is is maybe useful Um, we had five shots Um, one was on target and that was the goal so that's that's quite poor that is quite poor (laughs) what do we do to solve that play with 11 players when we're not being robbed by a cheating referee but then you know and then also, and that we've means we're not goal with, down. And we have means, mainly played with 11 men this year, though, and this has happened over and over again. Well, that hasn't happened over and over. We've not been good in front of goal, but we've not been a player down. We're facing mass defences all the time, but not necessarily with 10 players on our team. That At one point, their striker was playing it in, in defence. So we, and I noticed unusually, normally there is, it's a little less obvious in this until like at Charlton it was always in the box where it was very compressed but we could get in there but there was this big kind of funnel of Millwall players in front of their D and we were trying to get through it and couldn't because it's just it's just weight of numbers and um, but, but as Michael was saying we're facing so much this season and we can't get through it well we we have got through it because we we have won other games and I think it's you add those two things that we're up against that lot we've got a goal we're starting with a goal behind that the referee has given them and we're starting a player down. We started with a massive handicap, a goal and a player. And um, I'm not, I'm not going to, I can't put it in the same bracket as other occasions this has happened because on other occasions it's happened, we've at least had the same number of players and we haven't been, we've had to give them a goal start rather than the referee doing it on our behalf. And never as early as that as well. Have we been behind that early in a match? I don't think so, no. No, exactly. So it's, unusual circumstances that yes to an extent they fit a, a pattern but then just so many things coming together and I'm not I'm just don't find any of it surprising there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you think Bielsa was right to take uh, Calvin Phillips off? No, it all went a bit wrong. We just had to endure um, Ailing and Ben White and Kiko panicking amongst themselves. When Where's he no, gone? When there, was, <laughs> when there was no one coming deep to collect the ball off and they're like, oh shit, the out ball, it's not there, but we're not allowed to kick it long, so we'll just do it between us. I was expecting Bielsa's first thing in the press conference like to do is uh, the way he did his Tyler Roberts apology, say, I need to use this opportunity to apologise to my parents for taking off Calvin Phillips with, uh, what was it, 15, 20 minutes to go. Yeah, that was the wrong thing to do. I don't know why I did it. I understand bringing on Tyler Roberts, but I don't know. Don't take it. Don't take Calvin off because he, I suppose it's, uh, it, we have learned one thing from that, that Calvin Phillips is, is really important to the way we play or at least having somebody in that position is really important to the way we play we can't have we can't cope without somebody um, in front of the back two it seemed weird because Klitschard had a poor game I thought as well yeah I would have taken him off and put Roberts on because that would have been like for like as well should we Should we just head down to um, Alan Road and have a word with him well he does listen he said this week that he listens to the opinions of everybody so I think maybe I mean the three of us and there's only one of him so maybe. Wisdom of crowds. Well, yeah, wisdom of crowds, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm sure he's using. He's listening to this to learn English. <laughs> a certain <laughs> particular branch of English. He'll have learned some words about uh, James Linnington, at least. <laughs> but yeah, Phillips going off, it just, it all, just that. I thought Tyler Roberts coming on was, was good news because I like him, but then just watching the, the rest of the game dissipating, us pissing about at the back um, with no way of getting out of it was uh, was painful. It was painful. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. I think it was during those 15 minutes when I became quite resigned to what was happening when I was like... Yeah, I did as well towards the end. I thought, this is on, this is on. I really felt we might just pinch a point. There were some weird bits of luck as well. Like there was one where um, we tried to boot it out for a off a Millwall player for a throw-in and booted it, booted it off Barry Douglas. And we're doing it for corners as well. Went flying in like, oh, we'll, we'll boot this off a Millwall player and we'll win the corner. And it hits our player and it's... Um, and win the goal kick, sorry. And hits our player and it's a corner to them. It's just... Why didn't that work? Like under, under what circumstances normally would that have to not work? It should be easy. And it just, everything went wrong. And we worried about Barry Douglas. I still don't think he's got going. I think there's a decent player in there and I thought he made some good contributions at times this afternoon, but also a number of shit ones as well. And he got absolutely skinned. It was a full Ian Hart in his prime getting skinned at one point as well by... A, I mean, I assume the guy's shit because he's playing for Millwall by a probably not very good winger. And uh, I don't know. He's, he's there's, never... some, there's something missing, isn't there? There is. I think he's, there's a reason why he's lost his place to Alioski, of all people. Um, and I think we'll only see him under these circumstances as well when um, Helder Costa has been so irredeemably terrible that we have to move Alioski to the wing. 
I mean, he scored, so fair play to the lads. Fair play. Uh, what positives can we take out of this game then today? Anything? We scored. We battered them. Um, we're still hated by referees. Where are we in the league? Fifth. Okay. Well, we're not being relegated yet. Lowest so. position we've been under Bielsa. Not good enough. Uh, well, it will make the uh, the boomerang back up the, the league even more satisfying. There is something to be said for being in the chasing pack rather than being out front, because we've seen how that ends. The table as well, it is all incredibly compact at the moment. There's, you can go from fifth to first within a within a game, can't you? So it's... You know, let's not get let's not get too concerned. We're not cut adrift from anywhere, are we? You know, we're, the, the logic, we're two points off the top. The logic with being in the chasing pack being a, a good thing is that the idea is that you have less pressure on you. There is not less pressure on Leeds United. <laughs> no, they're never, no. Like, especially this season when it is just um, get promoted or close the club. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd actually not look. We are we're we're fifth, but we're only one point off the top, which is two we, points. Uh, yeah, okay. If you, want to, if you want to be pedantic about if it. If you want to split hairs, Michael. We're two points off top, two points off 10th. Okay. So, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's bunched wide up. up. Wide open, isn't it? QPR yeah, are three points off the top and then ninth with minus one goal difference. The world's gone mad. Who have we got after the break? It's Birmingham, isn't it? It's a centenary match. Yeah. So we'll win that, obviously. A hundred years of absolute pain and shit. Nothing can possibly go wrong there. Mm. Um, and if you want to know... Uh, if you want something to read in the build-up, um, Amazon.com, there's a very good book about the, the, the whole thing. On a day um, like today, you plug your book. There's, there's really nothing else to do. We've lost to Millwall. I've got to, I've got to have something out of this. Three defeats in 11, are we worried yet? Uh, uh, they've all been shit defeats. They've all been unfair defeats. But no they, are, they all are. We, we either dominate a game or games just get away from us. We never lose marginally. We always lose under the circumstances where it just completely gets away from us. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't this. I don't know what you mean by completely gets away from us because we were in control of this match for like from the sending off to Calvin Phillips going off. So that's an hour, um, and it never. And we there was only one. Even with ten players, we managed to get a goal back from two two nil down. I think one of the things is we are so good that we are dominating every single game and playing brilliantly in every single game. So that when we lose, it will be due to fuck ups. And so it's always going to feel like this. We're always going to come out of it going like, well, how come we are, we can be so good and yet still lose to Charlton and lose to Millwall? And it's because we will lose some games this season because we, we're not going to win all 46, much as I thought we might. And I'm annoyed that we won't. Um, and But yeah, and that's how we're going to lose them. We're going to lose them by, by playing the way we always play because the players are so absolutely well-versed in it. Um, and then just shit happening like mm. this. Okay, think, yeah. I think I can see how Bielsa would be frustrated with it because as far as he's concerned, he'll be setting things up right. He's creating, he's got a very systematic approach to things, creating overloads and things. And we are creating all these positions. It's just sometimes Jack Harrison's there smashing it over everyone's head and it turns what should be a good chance and a, a well-worked chance into nothing at all. And we do that over and over again. And maybe that's because the players are not necessarily as good as the system we're trying to play. Well, I heard something on Radio Leeds on the way into us recording this, someone saying that we should give it up with the tippy-tappy stuff. No, we shouldn't do that. We, we don't play tippy-tappy stuff. We get the ball forward really quickly and then try and drive into the box as, as fast as we can. It's only it's only at the back when we're trying to draw them out so there's actually some space behind. I mean, I don't know what the alternative when the, the opposition has 10 players um, in their half 
Do we just launch it long into the middle of them where we don't have a tall striker who can win the ball? I don't know what else we do apart from try and play the ball at the back to draw them out onto us so that there is actually some room to play when we get up the other end. We don't hang about when there's when there's space behind. But there's just there's no point in trying to replicate Wimbledon of nineteen eighty eight and just banging the ball as far and as hard as we can in the air into their box and seeing what happens. Because it, it, I don't see Eddie Nketiah thriving under those circumstances or any of the players we have thriving under those circumstances. It's, the, I think the, uh, yeah. We've, well, built, we've built a squad for this style of play and we're, mm. we're sticking with it for the season. If all of a sudden Bielsa was doing some sort of job swap with Warnock and he went to Cardiff and tried then maybe there would be an argument for, yeah, we've got some big players, you should probably just try and twat it towards the head sometimes. It's not an option for us, it's pointless. They'd probably score from some crosses, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> do you think we just lack that bit of quality? And Do you think that's what it is? We just don't quite have the quality to streak ahead in this division. We're always going to lose these sort of marginal games. I think we'll always lose them. I think we'll win them more than we lose them. I mean, we'll always lose, lose this type of them. I didn't mean every single game. I meant, you know, we're going to... We'll lose sometimes. And have some get away And when us. we have to start a goal and a man down, that will put us at quite a disadvantage. It is telling that we could beat West Brom without too much fuss. Who are top. Yeah. So that's kind of... It's the it's the, the argument I've sort of had for a... I mean, I started making it under the Thomas Christensen days, so it's probably completely wrong, but... You can you can get out of this division while losing to Millwall and Charlton. It's kind of um, they're not really the. It's not even the same sport in some in some ways. You just especially when you're starting with a player disadvantage. Um, it's just yeah. When you come with these these clash of styles in the championship, it's just impossible to worry about it too much because. What point am I trying to make here? We can beat West Brom and there are more teams like West Brom. There is, there's Millwall. I don't know how badly Huddersfield are playing. How many teams play like Millwall in this division? <laughs> Millwall? I think it's probably just Millwall. So if we lose home and away to Millwall and then get promoted and never have to play them again, I'm not going to be too concerned. Because they are shit. And yeah, they, exactly. they will probably go down. And and it's what we watched for that, that middle hour of the, the game today when we were dominating possession and playing well is just, it's almost like a training exercise where it's just, we start the match on the halfway line and try and, and try and score past 10 defenders and a goalkeeper. And we, we come up against that. But then when we, most of the teams in the division will not get away with playing like that. Millwall um, do, because it's just what they always do. One of their players was laughably trying to claim they'll be coming out on the front foot this week, even though his outgoing manager had already said, we'll set up and try and see what we can steal on the counter. Um, but yeah, there, there are very few Millwall. So I always kind of, I, I always write off Millwall. One, because we always lose there. And two, because um, the championship isn't like that anymore, by and large. There's them and there'll be Cardiff. We'll lose to Cardiff. <laughs> but we could we could still go up while doing these things. That's okay. Um, that's fine then. A bit of a moot point here, but any heroes and villains candidates for the, for this week? Can't think of any. Such a, such a tough week. Old uh, Jimbo Linney, he's, uh, he's got to be a prime candidate for villainy, I would suggest. I mean, you know, unpopular opinion, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, seems obvious. Although, also on the, the villains, some other people who weren't very happy with his performance, actually, were the Millwall commentary team, who, who had the misfortune of hearing on the stream. There was, I don't know, I have no idea either of them were. There was one, the main commentator was mildly annoying, but not too bad. The other, the co-commentator sounded like a... 
He was, I would describe him as like your classic Millwall fan. Thick, basically. <laughs> a real thick Cockney. Um, and he was like, we're going down every opportunity, trying to run the game, he was complaining about at one point. He, he said, mm. um, it don't take much from a go down. You think, you've you completely forgotten the bit where, because they brushed over their penalty as well. They just sort of went, yep, that's this, a penalty. They were just really glad that Ben White had been sent off, weren't they? <laughs> Idiots for ages. And more to the point, Millwall were going to ground at every opportunity. They were. I mean, we we were also drawing fouls. Let's not pretend we weren't. Of course we were, because that was the sort of match we'd got into. And it's not like we're not, you know, prone to doing that when circumstances dictate it. Bamford did it very well against West Brom. But for them to pretend that they weren't doing it as well is quite disingenuous. And to pretend that the one He's hit major, him in the face. The one major incident in the game that that changed everything that was in their favour, just completely ignored it. Yeah, which, it never happened. Which seemed odd. He also claimed at one point that um, the Millwall players were tired because they'd had to play Luton in midweek and Leeds hadn't had a game. Ah, of course, yeah. It's another thing that didn't happen. Yeah. Really, did he really claim that? Yeah. Alternative uh, facts in in, um, in Millwall. Is it, there's no quality control in, in this. No. And then occasionally there was a random pointless woman who'd pop up and said about three things through the whole game and he was like oh she's still here alright I don't know I don't, know. I don't, a, don't really know why she's she a random involved. pointless woman you, you had the same you, you pig you had the same you had the same stream Moscow she said about three things didn't she all of them useless uh, she was providing some interesting goal updates it was good to know what was happening in the other matches it feels a little bit like Millwall's iFollow channel probably doesn't need a staffing of three I don't know about you no Oh well, it, it, I mean the the co commentator really you could have replaced him with anyone from a EDL rally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he was a racist. I don't know why. <laughs> you'd, you'd have thought he'd be all for our goalkeeper in that sense. <laughs> He's cheering him on. I like good, him. Good save that guy. <laughs> due process. Let's wait for due pro- process. Ah, uh, Jesus. Any heroes? Mm. Alioski. God. He was just annoying today, wasn't he? he <laughs> the left side, up. the left side, first half in particular was very frustrating. He let the ball go out of play a couple of times, didn't he, Alioski? And, uh, I don't know. Bamford apparently made some your fat gestures at a man as he went off the pitch. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> yeah, but maybe yeah, like, heroism for Bamford. It's that kind of, but it's a little bit foolish. It's a little bit like the uh, sticking your head into a lion's face. Oh, they, are, they they like being called the Lions, don't they? Yeah, but he knew he was never in danger. That's proper hard Brexit country, isn't it? He's not in any under any threat there. They'd probably, yeah, they'd all have a um, yeah. The, they'd agree as fans of Nigel Farage that everything is fine. <laughs> no, so, is that the best we can do, Bamford for Collins? Weak, isn't it? For coming, calling somebody a fatty? Who did? Who did play well? We dominated the game. Surely someone played well. Calvin Phillips. Then we took him off. Ben White. Just some mistakes. After I wrote a really beautiful article about him and realised he's fucking shit, isn't he? <laughs> like the rest of them. Well, we've had a all, Millwall- that, all that positivity from earlier when I'm saying like there's everything's fine, it's, it's gradually seeping out of me. Well, but it- believe it or not, we've actually sorry, I was going to say that we've actually had a tweet from a Millwall fan. Um, there, surprise, surprise. there is a reasonable one. Uh, Mitch Conroy has said the best centre back I've seen at Millwall for a long time. Look after him, and you've got a gem on your hands. He's Brighton's. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> but apart from that. So nothing is that. I think there's nothing positive can ever come out of Millwall. How much money did you make, incidentally? Ah, uh, forty quid. <laughs> well, there's something you've got out of Millwall. I lost. I lost some against West Brom, though. 
So, oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm very sorry that you had to suffer Leeds United's victory against West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> you poor soul. Will you recover from that? I probably will. So, in conclusion then, before we wrap this one up, are we too worried now? Are we, I keep asking every week when we drop points, are we worried? But Moscow, you seem to be sort of putting it down to just the experience of being in this division. Yeah, I'm just looking at um, what uh, Bielsa's had to say at the end that kind of fits with this. He says, uh, I think that with 10 men, we were better than them, but always we are trying to explain why it doesn't happen what we want to happen, right? So always we're trying to explain why what we want to happen doesn't happen. And maybe that impacts on the tolerance of those who want to listen. So he's saying everybody's getting bored of this now. That, uh, but then, yeah, there were three important situations in the match, the penalty, the red card, and then the pen- the next situation with Harrison. Watch it on the television. I prefer to analyse the game and not what the referee did. Mm. That's not a happy man, is it? Uh, no. About you, Michael, are you worried yet? A bit. Just because we still didn't create enough chances in that second half. And I know there's the the obvious caveat of us having 10 men and what have you. But the, the amount of ball we had, we still should have probably created more clear-cut chances. Well, another three points dropped. Well, another point dropped. I mean, something was dropped anyway. No, we dropped. We weren't going to get anything from this game anyway, so it's fine. We 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 went with nothing. We leave with nothing. We move on. At least we're not Millwall. There is that. There is that bonus, and we're all right, aren't we? I mean, we're Leeds, so we're fine. Better than James Linnington, anyway. Right, we'll wrap it up there then on this episode of the Match Ball. Match Ball will return after the international break, but we'll be podcasting across the break as per usual. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.